0: Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 24 of the Circa 71 podcast for the week of September 22nd, 2020. Coming up on today's show Magic Kingdom Attractions, Storybook Circus, and New Fantasyland Edition. This is the Circa 71 podcast. Special shout out to new listeners, Zach and Will. Zach original Imagineering team in charge of designing the Walt Disney World monorail system. Specifically, Zach and Will had the task of determining the colors of each monorail train. Early rejected proposals included monorail marigold, monorail razzmatazz, monorail tangerine, and monorail eggplant. Eventually, simpler heads prevailed, and Zach and Will have picked the color of each monorail line since the opening of the system. Their picks included the famous red, coral, orange, gold, yellow, teal, lime, green, blue, silver, black, and peach. They were also responsible for retiring monorail purple and monorail pink. Thanks for the great work, Zach and Will, and as always... Please stand clear of the doors. True story, Donna. Well, as they say. Please stand clear of the doors. Por
1: favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas.
0: Several news stories um, in housekeeping this week, starting off with permits, have been filed for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad refurbishment at the Magic Kingdom. Um, We think this is in regards to sort of plussing attractions for the 50th anniversary scheduled uh, to commence next year. The official date would be October 1st, 2021. Jamie, how does one schedule an anniversary? How does one schedule an anniversary? Yeah. Uh, Well, I just put mine into my calendar and I consider (laughs) that scheduling it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, move right along. <laughs>
0: um, so the general description of improvement is uh, on the uh, listed on the permit to provide labor, material, and or electrical for construction. Um, what we think and what we I at least hope for is the uh, big final uh, finale scene that has been. Promised, rumored, hoped for, <laughs> seemingly for uh, many, many years um, at Walt Disney World, um, specifically Magic Kingdom, out in Disneyland and actually Disneyland Paris. They have a finale scene with projection effects, uh, projection mapping, um, uh, big smoke explosions. Is that a fair description, Donna? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, kind of simulating an an explosion inside of the final lift hill um, on the overall ride. So that is the uh, rumor as to what the construction would be, but permits have been filed. Um, And we did uh, know that uh, Big Thunder was supposed to go down for a large scale refurbishment this year, uh, which was supposed to be actually completed pretty much right around this time as we record this um, by the uh, summer of 2020. So obviously that got kicked down the road a little bit with the um, pandemic, but Big Thunder Mountain uh, permits have been filed. So hopefully we will finally get that explosive and uh, fog filled final uh, scene there.
1: And a little WD-40, right? Yes. (laughs) All right. Speaking of permits, another um, not so detailed permit was filed. This one says general construction. And the interesting part in this one is the address, which is 4500 Big Pine Road. This address is the location of the once announced now sort of ghosted reflections DVC property. So there's not any detail in there as to what they're doing? Is it going, are are we going to see movement forward with this hotel, this DVC property reflections? And I know how much Jamie loves that name, or is it going to be, you know, Hey, we're, we're leveling this ground and, and calling it a day. Who knows?
0: Yeah. It's definitely interesting that something would be um, a permit would be filed. And like you said, Don, it's super, uh, generic specific, uh, non-specific general um, construction for uh, uh, rehab reflections, a, a Disney lakeside lodge. Um, it's just such a terrible name. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm, not overly a fan of this project. Some of the concept art is, is pretty cool. I, I, I'm, I would have liked to see what it turned into, but this particular DVC property, I was not um, overly, excited for um so just something to uh take a look at in the future because we're we thought um for a period of time that um on the site everything was cleared of construction work and materials and even grass was planted so we're not sure what specifically the uh general construction is but we'll show we shall see what happens with uh, reflections rehab
1: so I'm going to go ahead and throw you for a major loop here, Jamie, when I interject a new story that we didn't have on our list. Okay. Direct from your wife, in a text message that just arrived to all three of us, WandaVision trailer just aired during the Emmys. So that is pretty new, pretty exciting, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what that looks like.
0: Oh, that is pretty cool. It's up on my Twitter, and that was that was on, on the spot re- re- reporting. So way to go, Val. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that what did we say? We talked about this the other day. Coming to Disney Plus later this year was it scheduled for? I believe so. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't remember if we had a, an official date, um, but I, I do remember that it was. Um, I don't think it was going to happen any time like this week. I think it was definitely later on in the year, but. We'll have to. It keeps saying coming soon, though, because I'm on <laughs> uh, Disney Plus now, and they tre- t- treat tweeted that out. Um, and they, a lot of the language says coming soon, so maybe they are releasing it a little bit earlier than we thought. Very cool. All right. So. Next in our scheduled programming. <laughs> Thanks for that uh, reporting there, Val. <laughs> um, so Disney's Blizzard Beach or Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. And yes, that is correct. Or... Typhoon Lagoon scheduled to reopen on March 7th, 2021. Um, since the uh, closures of the parks for the pandemic, um, the water parks at, Disney, at uh, Walt Disney World, Blizzard Beach, and Typhoon Lagoon have remained closed. Um, announcement was made um, last Thursday, September the 17th, that Disney was planning pending government approvals to reopen one of the water parks and they did say that they would um, announce which one later on um, and not uh, announce it at the time. Um, Thoughts, Donna? So... (laughs) Much like
1: you uh, were saying before we were recording about you were up a couple of hours randomly over the weekend and couldn't sleep. We had a situation where our poor kiddo was up, which, you know, of course, as a parent means you're up for a couple of hours last night. That's one of the things I was thinking about, like such a random date and what are they going to do and what's the reasoning? And I couldn't really nail this one down um, because from what I'm loosely reading and I'm purposely trying to, to keep this, you know, not... COVID-19 focused and not politically focused but from what I'm understanding you know we're not going to have enough vaccines you know soon enough so that that March date doesn't necessarily coincide with everyone being vaccinated so they're still going to have to have you know more um, preparation done they're going to have to have some plexiglass in place things like that so I cannot put my finger on why that random date was chosen I guess before spring break trips but uh, I got nothing.
0: Yeah, it, it does seem relatively um, random. The only thing I could think of was they have didn't have a chance to announce refurbishment schedules because um, that's that typically that early March would be around when one of the parks um, would reopen, um, or yeah, when, probably when one of them would reopen at that time. Um, So it it does seem a little random. The one thing about it, uh, that particular date, is that it is um, subject to change pending government approvals, assuming they can do that so they um, can kick it down the road, so to speak. Um, It is interesting, though, because Volcano Bay is Universal Orlando Resort. As is Aquatica.
1: Um, It's for SeaWorld.
0: As is Aquatica. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were... um, if they were as well. So it's just kind of interesting that particular dynamic. A um, Couple of things all that are, were kind of hidden a little bit in the language, which is important with this announcement that I thought was really interesting as well is if anybody has an existing platinum plus pass in mm-hmm. water parks, AP water parks after two AP or tickets that have a park hopper plus option or the water park and sports option, Um, There are different options for cancellation, modification, um, and uh, outright ticket cancellation. A couple of things that are interesting as well is that they did mention that they would start reselling at some point the Water Park annual pass, um, which Don and I talked about before seems to go that they would obviously still sell the Regular uh, parks annual pass. Um, Donna, one thing that they didn't mention on this that I read later is that they are not selling renewals for a Platinum Plus pass. Did you see that? Or did I tell you that?
1: You did not. Thank you very much. I saw it on my very own. (laughs) Um, And I did think that was interesting. But at the same time for me, as long as they are allowing renewals of any sort of annual pass i mean obviously they're not going to do that after two pass anymore because just doesn't make sense and you know things like that uh the water park and more of the platinum pass um you know that doesn't make sense but as long as they're allowing renewals of some type of annual pass i truly think it's just a matter of time before they allow new purchases to be made
0: yeah i would tend to agree i find it weird that it hasn't necessarily happened as of yet but i definitely read that as a sign um you know they're going to offer a water park um annual pass which is actually i think quite affordable and reasonable um for a price i think i calculated like two visits you essentially get your money back is that right donna yeah
1: because actually when they started that two and three when they started that just a few years back um anthony was only little little but that's something that we have had our eye on. Obviously, the summer would have been a little different. But when he's a couple of years older, totally independent swimmer, tall enough to do those rides, we are going to be all over that because that is a great
0: value. No, I totally agree. And we should also mention um, with you guys having the the Florida pass, it's a little bit different. Um, it would actually, if somebody was looking a regular AP, it would be slightly cheaper to get the Platinum Pass um, as opposed to, or excuse me, the Platinum plus pass versus the um, platinum and then getting a water park AP on top so I think it's a difference like 40 ish dollars something like that
1: our first year that we moved down we did the
0: platinum plus
1: but that was when Disney quest was open and things like that so there were a couple of different factors there
0: yeah we had the platinum plus uh, I can't speak <laughs> platinum plus pass uh, one year and, and definitely got our, our money's worth out of the water parks I think we went two or three different times so I, def- I love the water parks. I, I wish they would uh, reopen. I was all about getting the-, the water park AP as well. So
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Last piece of housekeeping is potentially the most interesting one, just because it's something I, I truly never would have predicted. If you would have thrown out, you know, 10 different wild ideas, I would not have picked this one. And...
0: We did have this conversation on the podcast of what would we like to see added um, to my Disney experience and I didn't come up with this one.
1: <laughs> so this is interesting they are now doing a table service experience from Sana, which is typically a signature or typically it is a signature dining experience at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge but they are doing it to go Sana. to go so you can order you pick your arrival window the same thing we're currently doing for uh quick service experiences you're ordering your food and you're picking it up and taking it with you so kind of interesting kind of different um i guess you're saving the the service charge but a little odd to me
0: yeah it is interesting um one thing though, uh Sana is is only when with the dining plan one credit it's actually not signature. I didn't realize that I really yeah to it's answer. only it's not no it's um because what is that at um is Donny G- yeah. is Gico Gico is the signature. For Some reason I thought they both were. okay. thank you. no, no Sana's uh only one it was phenomenal food phenomenal value. the only thing. Um, if you do get the bread service, obviously that's an appetizer. So that would be, you know, not included if, when dining plan comes back. But yeah, Sanaa's um, one uh, table service credit. Um, but it's very similar to like your regular mobile ordering, like, you know, at the pizza window at the boardwalk or, um, you know, the food court at Pop Century. So it's really interesting that you get that Sana uh to go option i really really think and i think i said this to you donna that um with jumbo house um not having any food options i think Sana was getting slammed and i think this would really take the pressure off of um getting those uh dining reservations at Sana specifically
1: and honestly everything i've heard about it has been phenomenal um we have not experienced that restaurant simply because i am a total wuss when it comes to anything spicy but Mm -hmm. i was saying to you when we were talking about our, our stories for housekeeping that i would go over now that they're doing this this quick service mobile order option i would go over get the bread service and find a nice quiet you know secluded place to sit and enjoy that because i have heard nothing but amazing things about it
0: I did have one as I was thinking about this, and I I wanted to not tell you about this ahead of time and get your sort of knee-jerk reaction. I don't know if Disney would do this, but I had an idea to sort of expand on this concept a little bit. And I, I think it would need to be limited to if you're on Disney property, okay? Obviously, there's still a lot of cast members furloughed. What if Disney almost created like their own Uber Eats? Where you, had, you could order Sanaa to go, not have to go to Kadani Village, but they would deliver it to your resort. Hmm.
1: I mean, I get it. I don't necessarily think it's likely, because correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't even think the minivans are running right now.
0: No, they are not and may not be coming back. We don't oh. know about the minivans. Okay. Yeah, I, I read that, don't know if it's 100% true. But uh, minivan service has um, been stopped at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't know that I see Disney wanting to have cast members. Although I guess they could always bring it to like Bell services, but that it just, I feel like it just adds a lot more face-to-face time with more people than if they just had people go get it.
0: Yeah, no, it it is. It's a good point. I, I guess the problem that I also saw from pictures was. There was a decent decent amount of people that were sort of in the Sanaa check-in desk mm-hmm. area, which, as you know, is is not that big. Um, so I thought it would potentially alleviate that problem, traffic into the resort from outside people as well. Um, I don't know if Disney would do this. I was just kind of blue sky thinking. Like, sure. Could, could they do this and find a way to make, potentially bring back some furloughed cast members that were um you know in roles that haven't reopened yet so it's just an overall thought
1: another side note sorry to do this to you twice in one segment um -hmm. i actually am in a position where i am friendly with several cast members who are still furloughed you know this uh jamie and i certainly wouldn't you know name names here but one of those cast members um has been in a managerial position at hotels Mm -hmm. um for the past couple of years and that individual told me that Um, that person can be brought back into any managerial role property-wide. So for example, if they were a former coordinator manager type position in attractions and they were furloughed, they could be brought back to um, a managerial position in uh, custodial or in uh, food services or anything. It just has to be the same, like, um, what's that word?
0: Uh, like, like pay, pay bracket
1: exactly so it would have to be lateral there we go uh a lateral woman. move <laughs> see i was doing this jay i'm throwing
0: you a lateral um well, like a lateral move and you're in also doing that in a diagonal motion so that's why i didn't get that
1: uh in the, in the pay system so uh, i thought that was really interesting that um you know maybe we as the consumers as the guests need to give people even more grace because there might be people in managerial roles that they are not necessarily used to serving him
0: no i think that's a definitely a great point so um i absolutely agree but i would like to see this and i think this will be expanded to other restaurants but i definitely think Sana was the home run easy pick of this is going to solve a lot of problems um that we have get more food out to more people um you know specifically anybody staying at jumbo house and i, I think this will expand to to different um table service restaurants obviously probably not in the park but definitely in um you know different resorts so um or i guess it could expand in the park you would just obviously need your park pass reservation to get in <laughs> so all right with that let's take a quick break and talk about our magic kingdom attractions round four new fantasy land and storybook circus And we are back, continuing our Magic Kingdom Attractions series. We are now jumping into New Fantasyland and Storybook Circus. So Donna, first up on our list in New Fantasyland is the meet and greet Enchanted Tales with Belle. Thoughts? This is one that's come up in the show before. It feels
1: like ages ago but we've definitely talked about this experience before this to me back in the days of fast pass was one that i really encouraged guests to consider grabbing to me it's significantly more than just a traditional meet and greet you're going into her world you're walking through her home the pre-show area with the mirror unbelievable um the the ability to um, volunteer or be volunteered by your family to be part of the show and bell coming out uh, at the end i just think that this is this is a meet and greet on steroids the only knock if you will that i've only that i've ever given it is that if you have a, a kiddo that's a little bit more shy like my son he would like to meet bell but i don't necessarily think he'd want to volunteer to go stand in front of a bunch of people
0: yeah and that's important in this particular meet and greet because only the people who participate actually get to take a picture um right. with her which is really funny because um one of uh one of my fond memories of of Walt Disney World is my dad was actually not picked I, I mean he hardcore volunteered um uh, <laughs> to be <laughs> he was one of the knights um and I mean he he was like, you know, the the De Niro of Knights up there, you know, uh stomping and and everything. Um so it was a pretty cool um experience. I, I've even watched YouTube videos, you mentioned the mirror and sort of the pre show area. I've watched YouTube videos of how it's actually done and I'm still amazed by it. Um I think it's just so cool. Um, you know, we don't want to give too much away, but basically the mirror um acts as sort of a portal or doorway into the next room and sequence. Um and, and one thing, Donna, that I thought you would mention as well is sort of the um animated characters mm-hmm. that are in um the uh in the show um the wardrobe I, I guess classifies as an animatronic or what
1: Uh, is that actually projection
0: yeah i I don't know if it's actually yeah it probably is although she does have some movement too yeah so maybe both yeah i don't know it might be some weird hybrid i'll have to look up what that actually is but i mean either way it's the you know that wardrobe character is funny is awesome Um, And then you get to actually go into the the main room and the animatronic Lumiere. And I almost positive he is actually one is so cool Mm -hmm. Um, for, for something so small to get that face projected on uh, the rear projection technology and the fluid movements um, for our favorite candelabra, um, I, I think is, is really, really cool. And it's, it's a retelling um, of the story of, of the night Beast and Belle fell in love and you're actually a part of uh, the show and people get to uh, uh, you know interact. It's a very interactive. It is a meet and greet on steroids. Um, and I totally agree with you about the fast pass for this because this can actually cue a pretty decent line as well. Oh, absolutely. And
1: again, we've talked about this before and I will say it a million other times so I'm blue in the face. But because it's a longer experience, I'm actually okay with waiting a little bit longer. It's still a great use of Fast Pass, but in general, to me, that experience is way better than, oh, let me wait in an hour-long line to be with the princess for 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, I can't actually... I know we talked a lot about, um, in our previous Magic Kingdom attractions, incorporating the queue experience, um, standby, and Fast Pass into um, the overall score, but... As we talked about on our uh, fast pass queue um, discussions, I've never done standby for this. Have you?
1: I believe so. I believe so. Okay. But when it was like a really quick one or maybe even at a party or something like that.
0: Yeah, I've never actually seen that, uh, you know, major part of that queue. So let's go with our scores so i had to look over the ratings that i gave the other meet and
1: greets so i was looking at you know town square theater for meeting um just mickey was our rating there not mickey and Minnie, because i would have rated that a little bit higher um looking at meeting uh merida princess fairy tale hall and to me this one blows those out of the water (sighs) i don't know if i can quite go eight so i'm going to give this one a Ugh.
0: We are simpatico, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, that's the number that I was thinking. I, I, it, for it to be like an 8, 9, or even like a 10, I, I mean, it's got to be your your home run attractions. This is great for what it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I think to be in that 8, 9, 10 range, that kind of uh, disclaimer of for what it is has to be taken away. Sure. Um, So that's where it's the highest of, of that sort of level for me. Um, So I would give it a seven. I I agree with that. I think that's a good score Um, and it's fair. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on our next attraction under the sea journey of the little mermaid. I never get this right. Literally ever. I,
1: under the Sea Voyage of Little Mermaid. No crap. That's the show at Hollywood Studios. Uh, Little Mermaid. I mean, whatever comes out of my mouth. But yeah. So this is an attraction that, to me, the first time I did it, I thought it was so, so neat. Not that it isn't neat. It is. But you know, walking through the queue and the cute little crab that you can interact with in the queue, how you know you get into the clamshell, and then when you when um you go underwater, you know, it gets cooler, you know, the air kicks on and you know, the other bubbles and it makes you feel like you're going underwater. And um the music, I mean I love the music in that in that film. Um, the aerial animatronic dancing around, the the opening and closing of the eyes. That was all really top-of-the-line stuff. If it doesn't have a long line. Love doing it. My kid loves it. You know, great, great attraction. Not anything I would ever burn a fast pass on. Huge footprint.
0: (sighs) Five. Okay. Um, Let me give my thoughts before I say whether that was ridiculous or not. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, (laughs) um, Just talk about the queue for a minute. The most hidden, hidden Mickey in Walt Disney oh, World. Oh, come
1: on. You're really going to talk about this right now?
0: I am. Because it's it's that level of detail that's cool in this attraction. There's a certain uh, hidden Mickey hidden in the rocks that literally cast a shadow once a year on Mickey Mouse's birthday. There's a hidden Nautilus. There's a hidden steamboat uh, Willie in the rocks somewhere. I can't really... See it ever live, but if somebody circles it on YouTube, I can see it. Um, <laughs> one of the you know how ridiculous cues. that sounds, right? It does, but um, you know, like the whole cue, I, I always get upset—not upset. That's that's too strong. You get your panties um, in a bunch. I I get my knickers in a twist when um you're in the queue line, and I think it's by next to fast pass i want to say because it's over on the left hand side there's this whole section of queue that whenever i'm in there is never utilized and it's such like a cool looking area that i wouldn't mind walking through that particular area um obviously music iconic it's an omni mover system it's a people eater um I agree, Donna, in your with your fast pass discussion that it's certainly not something that you need to do the top, you know, as you're originally booked three. Um, but as far as uh, later in the day, if you can score this as a fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever fast pass, oftentimes it's, you know, to steal a Volcano Bay term, it's a ride now um you, you can grab the uh the fast pass and walk right in um so i think it's a home run i, I like it i'm i think five for me is a little hard okay i'm gonna go a, a little bit um higher than that and i just want to see i think i gave haunted mansion a 10 right i just don't want to be ridiculous and say they're the same Liberty Square. Okay, I did. I'm going to give it a seven. All right. I, I really genuinely like this attraction. Um, you know, I, I think it's just really cool, really well done. There are some things I think that they could do to plus it. Um, you know, when you're quote unquote going underwater and you have that, the projection, I think it would be cool if they had almost like a fog effect where it looked like you were actually going down um you know under the sea so i thought that was uh you know relatively interesting um so i'd go seven fair enough
1: so right next door to that attraction is um the ariel's grotto meet and greet this is one of those meet and greets that i just think is so stinking well done you walk in, again, it makes you feel like you're going to be under the sea because obviously Ariel's a mermaid, so she can't just be chilling, you know, above water. Uh, so you walk in, it's really cool temperature-wise in that area. Beautiful background backdrop for the picture. She's sitting in her um, clamshell. Um That is a a meet and greet that I found the face character spending a little bit more time with families, which I think is always really nice. It's a little more tucked away, so I don't necessarily know. You know, I think sometimes people are coming to the attraction and don't see that there's a second thing to do over there. So it doesn't queue quite as long of a line. This one's cute. So looking through, I'm going to stick with um, a little higher than Meredith, just because I think the background's that much cooler. I'm going to give this one a five as well.
0: Okay, this actually, I think, is the only thing all, that we're going through in our Magic Kingdom attractions, the only attraction that I've actually not done. Um, so I'm going to trust your word on this one, and I'll agree with the five. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's it's going to be the best meet and greet in the world. Um, I've seen pictures, and I agree. I think the the picture actually looks pretty cool. Um, but as far as cue or anything like that, I can't really comment on. So, um I think a five is fair. I'm never really going out of my way to do it. So the
1: queue is not exciting. Okay, yeah, truly not at all. Uh, but
0: you know what is exciting?
1: Seven Dwarfs Mine
0: Train. It is. <laughs> I like the segue, by the way.
1: <laughs> so the last of the four new fantasyland attractions that we are going to rate is the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So this attraction has the coolest ride vehicle system. Ever. It is so smooth. Each little car that would hold up to four people, um, kind of because it's supposed to look like the mine train, you know, the holding the the, the diamonds or rubies or gems or whatever coming through the mine, they sit on like almost like a hinge between cars. So you don't feel, you know, the way you do in a traditional roller coaster. you're not getting whipped around. Even if you're in the back car, there's no whipping effect because each car sits separately to the extent that if you're with my juvenile delinquent husband, he'll throw his body weight back and forth to make the car go back <laughs> and
0: forth. Yeah, the, the, the mechanism for that, I, I think, is pretty cool. Um, I, I think the vehicles themselves looking like um, like you said, like something you'd find in a mine. I think they're designed really well. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that, that is super, is really a small detail for some reason that I really like is in the uh, the load-unload area is the, you can't see the track when the train is there. Like because the, um, the side walls or like the walking area almost go right up to it. Um, And I always, for some reason, thought that was kind of cool looking. I I can't really explain why. Um, But just one, like, weird little detail that um, I found interesting. I think it's pretty thrilling for, I I mean, it's not a rock and roller coaster type. This is thrilling whether, you know, it's the 7 or 70 can go on it um, kind of attraction. Uh, Q is awesome. I mean, you're going into the mine. Um, the one thing I do have to knock it for is the length.
1: Oh, of for sure. I think
0: it's really not a long... And I understand why, because it was landlocked and it was a late addition um, to the new Fantasyland project. But I think that the mass amount of people that go there for Rope Drop, it, it's just... It's crazy. Um, and one of the, obviously hardest fast passes to get um so did you give a score for yours Diana?
1: so the one of the things i wanted to talk about before i i did and i agree on the length i really like where it ends you know at, at the cottage with the dwarfs dancing around i think that's really really a cool uh thing to sit much like when you uh finish up with uh slinky dog dash having wheezy sing to you really really cute way to end the attraction i also love the technology in the mine, when you see all the dwarfs' faces, that projection technology, the detail on those animatronics is unbelievable. That's by far my favorite part of the ride. Um, I would say that as far as, you know, comparing it, which we have to it's what we're doing with this segment. You can't compare it to a Big Thunder Mountain. You can't compare it to a Splash Mountain. You can't compare it to a Haunted Mansion. But you're right. I mean, this attraction is one that cues weights from park opening to park close.
0: Yeah. And the one thing you, you mentioned the uh, animatronics that are in sort of the cottage, any of the witch outside, um, or the evil queen, excuse me. Um, do you know where those animatronics came from inside of the cottage?
1: Uh, was it the old attraction?
0: Snow White Scary Adventures. Yeah. Which was replaced by um, Princess Fairytale Hall. Right. And took a lot of them out there and, and kept them and put them in that uh, cottage area. So I always thought that was a cool little detail. And even that um, the evil queen, you know, whatever she becomes, the witch or whatever it is, um, I always think that's pretty cool because she turns and looks directly at you. Um, so I, I thought that was uh, a pretty cool ad. Um, so I'm going to, I'll go first as far as a score for this one. And I'm struggling between two numbers because I feel like one is too high and one is a little bit, uh, unfair. (laughs) Um, so I'll give the nod, uh, to the higher number and I'll say it's a seven. That's hard. I'm struggling. I was struggling between six and seven and I thought six was a little bit too harsh.
1: Well, let's see. Railroad was a seven.
0: <laughs> Donna's doing this super analytically. I'm just flying I by am. the seat of my pants.
1: Pirates, Peter Pan were all sevens. Big Thunder Mountain was a seven, Jamie. <sighs>
0: I, I'll say this though. I would probably rather do, I know this will be sacrilegious. I would probably rather do Mind Train over Pirates.
1: Huh. Well, I'm going to even you out. I'm going to go first six, which would give us a 6.5 overall rating. <laughs>
0: that's fine. I'm okay with that. All right. I, I actually think that's fair for that particular um, attraction. All right. So, all right. So let's move off of the Mind Train. And we will head next to, what? I don't know. I lost my place.
1: Come on now. How about we start with Dumbo? You big Dumbo.
0: Is that where we're at? Yes, darling. We are. Oh, oh, oh! We're in Storybook Circus now. We finished up New Fantasyland. Yeah. All right, professional podcaster here. <laughs> um, Dumbo, Dumbo, Dumbo. I have a. I will say this is the best I think of the spinners (laughs) for the classic nature of it. Um, I, I, am not really a fan of these particular attractions. I guess the queue was kind of that first interactive type element. Um, so I guess it's got that going for it. Um, it's not my favorite thing in the world. I I think it's quite clear that I just don't really like these types of attractions. Um, i'll go uh, four ouch i wanted to go five but i was too friendly on mine train so
1: <laughs> so you tank this one
0: instead <laughs> exactly
1: Ah, uh, all right so let's see spinners magic carpets i gave a four too Which I know you loathed. Um, Let's see. We have not done Tomorrowland yet. So I have not rated Astro Orbiter. Uh, So Dumbo to me. It's such a classic. I mean there's literally so many amazing pictures. Of Walt Disney. You know in Disneyland. uh, With this attraction. Um, There are just so many memories. And you know. it It was my son's very very first ride that we did when he was only like two months old. And I don't know. I just love it. I think it's so cute. And I like what they've done now that they've made two spinners, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. Um, I like what they've done with that queue. We've not done it yet. And now with COVID-19, Lord knows when it will reopen, but I like that they have like that play area for the kids. I think it's really fun that it's like in the big circus tent, you know, as opposed to being out in the sun. One of my dad's favorite stories to tell about my sister was she was only, um, I think like two, two and a half years old when they brought her down for the first time. And my dad waited in line. My dad doesn't do the sun. They waited in line for like 90 minutes for a 90 second attraction. And apparently my sister said, Daddy, Daddy, do more, do again, and he said, "Sweetheart, we waited ninety minutes. Let's do it again." He was like, "Great, let's wait in the sun again. We're at ninety-second attraction for ninety minutes. Yeah." So I mean, it's definitely come a long way from that. Um, I don't know. I I would, I would be sad to see this one go. So if I'd be really sad to see it go, I've got to give it a decent score here. I'm gonna go six.
0: What? I thought I was fair because I gave Magic Carpets of Aladdin a two, and I gave Dumbo a four. So, okay, your scores, your game, you're right. Thank you, Barnstormer. I I was not. I wasn't expecting a six.
1: Chop, chop, Barnstormer. All
0: right, Barnstormer. No, you skipped. Didn't we skip something?
1: I wrote them down whatever order I felt like it. So let's just go with it.
0: Oh, yeah. Completely out of order. That's why I was messed up. Because we should have done something else. Barnstormer. You said you were going in order. Um, Barnstormer. This would uh, uh, you know, be Aiden's first roller coaster. The uh, record, I the super. I am going in order. In order
1: around that area.
0: Oh, I was going in order on the map. You didn't no. tell me what order you were going in. Uh-huh. I'm going in Anthony's and- order, the order in which we do things. Evidently. Alright. Um Aiden's first roller coaster, so I have that memory that I'll never forget. Um it's a shorter, it's a kitty coaster. It's super lightly themed. Um so you know, it's it's not I mean, it's a cool coaster, actually. I, it, and you, I think, get a lot more speed than it looks. Um, and it's way more thrilling <laughs> than it actually looks from the ground. Um, so it's okay. You know, I, I think it's gotten that going for it. It's one of those for what it is um, kind of things. So I will give this um, for, I don't want to say nostalgia, but memories, um a five i'll give it a five um but wish it was themed a little bit more
1: yeah jamie honestly that's the number that i had in my had in my head as well it is a really cute kitty coaster i have to be honest once anthony was tall enough to start doing splash big thunder slinky dog dash i didn't think he'd want to do barnstorm anymore because he only should be 32 inches for it he still loves it he still thinks it's great super fun still pulls us to it um when it has a short line it's a really nice little walk on um you know coaster i do agree with you it is barely themed at all besides being you know having the big goofy cut out you know on that that billboard but that's from the ground that's not from on the attraction um so definitely very loosely themed but it's super super cute for little ones i think five is a really fair score there
0: yeah i agree it could be better does it need to be probably not Yeah, you know, that's fair. Go ahead. Since you know what's next, and I don't. Well, what's next if you keep going around that direction? There's only two more things to choose from. Casey Jr.? Very good. Okay. Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Station. This is sort of the water play area um, that's in the middle of Storybook Circus. Um, And you always see kids in the dead heat of summer (laughs) running around that area. This is not something i've ever done because when i was a kid that area wasn't um storybook circus at that time um i think if you are a details a disney details person you can appreciate that the four uh, cars i don't even really know what the trains that's what they are um are one of them is themed to each of the walt disney world theme parks um so i think that's pretty cool um, and if you look at the numbers, it's the year that that particular park opened. So there's a lot of cool details that you can uh, take a look at there. Um, not something I've spent a ton of time in and haven't yet um, with Aiden, but I could see him in all of his glory <laughs> in uh, in that particular area.
1: No, I mean, all of that's fair. Um there's always areas at the parks, you know, where you'll see kids in various stages of undress (laughs) running around Mm -hmm. and let me run through this, this area and things like that. I get it. It's not my favorite. I won't, I won't lie about that. Uh, We have never chosen to do that with Anthony just because I guess we feel like there's so many other things to do. Why spend all the time doing that? Plus we'd want to change him and everything like that. There is a similar idea, splash pad type thing, but on a much grander scare, scale over at SeaWorld in their Sesame Street area that he loves big time. So the idea I don't have a problem with, but we're talking SeaWorld where there's like four or five attractions that he does, not Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom where he does right. everything but, but um, Space Mountain. So to me, it just it's not something that we will stop and take the time to do and i don't really even recommend it for clients because again you know you're you're coming to walt disney world like if you want to go play in the pool go to your hotel
0: yeah and the one thing and i'm glad you mentioned the sea world comparison because we should also point out that the ground in that area is like the regular you know concrete themed you know to look like whatever train tracks or bricks or whatever it's supposed to be like it, it's not a splash pad area so i always right. feel like it's kind of a somewhat of a safety concern with kids slipping so i always thought that was kind of an odd um choice i get it thematically um that you want the area to look you know cohesive um but just having it there from a safety perspective i i always was a little bit um you know, leery of. So um, let's go with our numbers. I'm gonna give it once again, for what it is <laughs> I'll go four. I'll go generous there.
1: See, I was just gonna say I felt like I was lowballing it with the score that I'm about to give it, but it makes me feel a little bit better that you were where you were. I was gonna give it a three. Because I That's- honestly I honestly almost feel like if they level that area or if they just turned off the water features and just put a couple tables in there with some umbrellas, it'd be just as nice.
0: Yeah, I, I like the trains. I actually think it, it would be a cool and I know they do this for like uh, Not So Scary and um, I think for Very Merry. Um, the meet, a meet and, and greet yeah. area. I think that's a cool use of the space um, because, as you said, it's a pretty big footprint. Yeah, um, in that particular um, area and i do love of course that they have the handy uh shopping cart uh with towels and all sorts of accessories that you might need for that particular area so of good, course uh, good, good choice for for disney there um so what's our um rounded out last uh, attraction here for storybook circus pete's silly sideshow. Which is a meet and greet, um, and we talk about this with uh, Princess Fairytale Hall, mm-hmm. where you wait in one line meet two characters. Um, typically it is, um, in, and I'm not pairing them up, but you're Donald's, Daisy's, Goofy's, um, and Minnie is usually there as well, I think. So yes. on one
1: side, it has been, well, I shouldn't say has been, as of late because it's not open now, but pre-COVID-19, once Minnie moved from a, being big Mick, Mickey and Minnie, once Minnie moved out of that area, it was Minnie and Daisy on one side and Donald and Goofy on the other. Okay.
0: Um, I I really actually like this meet and greet. Um, I almost wish it had Fast FastPass because um, I think we waited maybe 20 minutes or so, which isn't awful. Um, but I, I just don't like waiting in standby lines. But one thing that I really do like about this particular meet and greet is all the characters are costumed and themed. Yes. It's not just Donald Duck. Um, it's Donald Duck is a snake charmer. Goofy is the great Goofini and he has a motorcycle. You know, it's this storybook Um uh, circus kind of theme that's going on. Minnie is what is she like a poodle charmer or she does I, something with poodles? I remember. I only did it. And time. then Daisy is dressed up like a fortune teller. Yes, that's right. Yep, one hundred percent right. Um, which also creates, <clears throat> excuse me, the potential for a lot of really cool interactions um, between you know the characters and yourself um you know for a meet and greet and i always like you know getting two uh characters for sort of one weight i, I think that's um a, a huge benefit um so cool little area i i like it um i think it's a good meet and greet for the um you know your your foundational characters
1: yeah i mean i always will give a nod to you know the Fab Five being there, even if mix, you know, another location throughout the park, I think that that's cool to see them there. Um, I like that it's inside because, again, so many times here in Florida, the the weather can be a little hot to be standing outside in these queues to meet the characters. So it's really nice to um, be waiting inside. I like the be- the more bang for your buck with the two characters and photo pass at each one. I like this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a six.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair number. And when you mentioned uh, the queue being inside, it actually jogged sort of another plus for me, in that there's a lot of meet and greets that you don't see the characters until you're, you know, three two two people. I just thought of that. A couple groups in front of you, whereas this, you know, you're once you get inside of that, um, you know, the tent, if you will. You see everybody. Right. You know, because you're in the same room. So I think that's actually a benefit. Um that I don't know if I could think of another meet and greet that's actually structured that way. Character spot? Oh no, not not for
1: the whole queue, just for that last part of the queue.
0: No, because yeah, it's only a few groups in front of you. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, and character spot doesn't exist.
1: Hmm. So what's your number for this one? <laughs>
0: um what did you say six i gave this one higher than princess fairytale hall i wanted to have some uh disagreement but no i that was the number that i was thinking um i i agree i think that's a a solid number and i think this is actually an underrated meet and greet
1: i agree and because of where it's sort of tucked back up there i think some people miss it they might assume it's part of um what's the store there? the big big top big big top top souvenirs. souvenirs I think some people might think it's part of that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, you're looking at a map. I mean, that's the far northeast, you know, part of Magic Kingdom.
1: Right. Well, Jamie, would you like to hear our numbers? Let's run them. New Fantasyland comes in at a 6.125 for those four attractions. Okay. (sighs) Would you like to hear our. Well, it's really just Casey Jr. that heard this one,
0: but 4.875. For Storybook Circus. Yep. How does that rank in comparison to our others?
1: 5.9, 4.4, 5.375, 6.5, and 6.85. So New
0: Fantasyland's up there.
1: New Fantasyland is up there, yes, sir. And Storybook Circus is second lowest.
0: <laughs> I I think that's fair. I mean, if if looking back, if I would have predicted, you know, where everything was going to fall, I could see New Fantasyland up there and, and Storybook Circus. I think Phil, Storybook Circus may need like another better attraction somewhere.
1: Yeah. Well, and also remember when the the train comes back up that has a station there while we're not ranking the train at each location we only rank that as part of mainstream usa that would be back there correct so yeah, that makes a difference
0: that's absolutely fair
1: all right well all i can say is uh wow if you agree with our ratings this has been the Circus 71 podcast if you think we're way off base you've been listening to the dis unplugged and we are Dani and Jana. either way <laughs> next week we're going to take a break for the ratings battle <laughs> I have to started laughing and talk a bit about some ideas we have to plus attractions for the upcoming 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort.
0: Yeah. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon.